Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Red Carpet to Trailer Trash podcast. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me in the apocalypse is my good friend, Mr. Connor Rock. Woohoo, I'm, I'm loving it. It's great. This is apocalypse fun time. Does that so, sound genuine? So, Connor, <laughs> how has your life changed since the coronavirus took over? So, you know, the CDC and who, they came out with all this stuff that you need to do. Who? And, yeah, the, who? No, the World no, Health. Who? Oh. The World Health Organization. So, who? So, not not the singers of Who Are You? No. Not the Who. Or oh. Doctor Who. Or any of the other Who's. The World Health. Um, And they were like, here's all the things you do. And I was pretty much already doing them. Because I don't see anyone ever, and I don't go outside so my life has changed zero you know it's recommended you get at least 30 minutes of sunlight a day and fresh air a day well i take a lot of vitamin d3 and i have a window open so done it did it (laughs) we're gucci um i don't think that's exactly what they meant but i suppose it's fine it might be for like a depression thing to actually get sunlight, but but it's fine. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's probably a thing. The way that like I sit at my desk with my feet up, like going through it, and then I have like a big window right there, and sunshine's in, and it hits my calves sometimes, maybe for thirty minutes. Does that count? Is that? <laughs> I don't think so. But if you're ever wondering why just a small chunk of my legs is really tan and the rest isn't. Because of this window desk configuration setup I got. That's a strange start to this. Um, how, uh, how, how's, how's your life going in the city? Uh, well, because I don't, I live sort of in the suburbs and not, or not really, in the, I live on the outskirts of the metro area. Like, I can, uh, the nearest metro stop to me is probably the second to last metro uh on the in the dc area moving west uh so i don't i'm not like in the heart of it but the i i mean i don't usually go out anyway so that's not a big thing but are you still allowed to see movies even if the movies weren't taken away like i was able to see one this weekend but i think that that's going to change moving forward yeah, so I think we just mentioned this beforehand, but we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to do a slight pivot for a little bit. It looks like. Yeah, we're gonna figure something else out. Uh, we might have to make Connor's spooky corner the uh, <laughs> the primary appeal because that's what the listeners want, or at least that's what they're gonna fucking get. <laughs> if this if this whole thing becomes Connor's spooky corner, I'm changing the theme song. I don't know to what, but I'm changing the theme song. If if we legitimately just pivoted and this entire podcast just became Connor's Spooky Corner, where we watch a different horror movie every week and discuss it, that wouldn't be the worst thing. I would be living large, let me tell you what. Oh, my life has been affected a little bit, though, because the brewery next door closed indefinitely. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. They still do to-go beers, but we can't... There's no more trivia and whatnot. We were just there uh, over the weekend. You know how everyone's like, don't go out. So we went next door. It was, it was really, it kind of counts. 
and uh, they had these steins on sale, right? And mm-hmm. it was ten bucks for this like giant, probably twenty-four ounce stein, real nice, like glass St. Patty's Day theme sign stein, and you get to keep it. And for the ten bucks, like your first pour is free. And then for the rest of the night, that's a great fucking deal. It's an amazing deal. And then for the rest of the night, you pay regular price, but you get 24 ounce pours instead of like 16s or 12s. So Kate and I went in there, and we were like, we just we're gonna get the steins, and we're just gonna you know drink a little bit, and we'll be fine. And then we found out that, and we were like, well, we have to. We're saving money. It was like we got like Coles dealed into this. If, you know, like they don't. I don't know if they're actually saving anything. They just tell you you save like four hundred dollars at the end, and you're like, hell yeah. So we kind of got. It's one of those things where the best way to actually save your money is to not spend any of it. But yeah. if if you're gonna be a drunken buffoon, it, you will be saving more money doing that. Yeah. So we we did that. We decided we were gonna have a liquid dinner. Got absolutely swashbuckled, like. <laughs> horribly like i i vomited from being so drunk that then the first time in like i don't know at least a year maybe it was it's not not a great sign when you're on the opposite side of 25 and that's happening <laughs> it really wasn't and like i i just i woke up like in the bathroom in my recollection just already vomiting but i wasn't like cognition enough to try to get to the toilet so I was just like picking new spots on the floor. <laughs> it was You're horrible. picking new spots? Why were you picking new spots? I didn't want to make a puddle. I don't know. Because it wasn't like, like, like I said, we skipped dinner. So it was literally just like liquid. It was horrible. It was, I've been describing it to Kate as a wet and wild time, which she hates. Oh, but it. I don't like that either. <laughs> but it was. The, uh, well, the last time that I. <laughs> that I threw up from drinking was over Thanksgiving, uh, like, over that weekend. I went out to, I went out to a local brewery to meet up with a friend of mine, uh, a couple friends of mine from high school, and I, I realized that my favorite kind of beer is the brown ale, and... Okay, that's a good one. So I just ordered their brown ale. Well, after I finish two of them and have just ordered my third, I realize that it is 8.3%. Oh, yeah, that'll get, that's a strong brown ale. Yeah, it, is. it was delicious, too. And so I finished that, and then we collectively went as a group to the... Uh, collectively went as a group to another uh, brewery where I had... <laughs> I went up and ordered two drinks... <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, I'll need to see both your cards because I went up with a friend of mine. I'm like, oh no, they're both for me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just so happened that her ex boyfriend was and his family were sitting at the bar right next to where we walked up. <laughs> so, so they heard me say that both the beers were for me. I then go back and finish both of those beers. And I don't know if I ordered any more there, because I ended up blacking out. And then apparently we went to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> to, continue, to continue drinking and possibly eat. I don't know how long I stayed there, 
But apparently I just like suddenly, I had ordered an Uber, so I just suddenly got up and left. Did, a, did an Irish goodbye. <laughs> an Irish goodbye at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, the, be- the best part is though, that I learned that another name for an Irish goodbye is a French exit. I feel, I, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I've heard French exit before, but it could have been you saying it like last week on this. So I, I may have told you that at some point. But the, uh, yeah, no, but I feel like if you do it because you're drunk, then that's an Irish goodbye. But if you do it just generally, it's probably a French exit. Is that because the French have shitty manners? Yes. Wait, really? Uh, that's why I assume. I didn't, I didn't do a fucking etymology, etymological <laughs> study of it. I didn't know if that was actually a French stereotype. I just kind of assumed they had shitty mem- manners because of, like, how they sound. Yeah, they're known for being rude. Pretty much every country in Europe hates the French. That's but fair. But having spoken to a French, uh, French girl that was in my, uh, in my classes in grad school, apparently all those stereotypes are actually just about the Parisians, and all the people outside of Paris also hate them. Yeah, so it's like one sect of France that all of the rest of France hates them. And basically all of Europe hates the Parisians. (laughs) They're the most hated people in Europe. Well, right now that's the Muslims. That's true. So, but they'll get, don't worry. They're like the, they're the people that are hated outside of like conflicts. Yeah. Like, because obviously it was the Jews there for a little bit, but Hitler's done. And then it was the French. Well, most of the Jews decided to leave and go to the Middle East. So they could be the most hated there, too. It's a tough time to be a Jew. That is You're not allowed to, to say, am I going to be canceled? You're going <laughs> to need to narrow that down. <laughs> uh, nah, let's just move on. That's probably a good idea. We should probably discuss, so uh, we're going to be discussing in this episode uh, The Hunt. Yeah, this, yeah sure, discuss the, what? It took the, away the movies. The Hunt, The Climb, and The Truth. Um, and then I think that's going to be the extent of it, uh, because I'm not sure if we're going to really be able to do previews after these, because I don't know if any new movies are actually going to be released moving forward for the next two or three weeks. Yeah, it's a rough time to be in this industry, you want to call it this industry. How about Mulan getting hit hard? Uh, I did not even... Is that out already? No, but it was supposed to come out the 27th. And it's, like, there were... It's, I mean, it's a movie about a... It's, like, a, a Chinese story. And China is just now getting back, like, to normal life. And so, if they can't get the U.S. box office, they can't get the European box office, and they're only gonna get, like, some of the Chinese box office... They're going to get absolutely slammed. Oh, I didn't realize. I, I Honestly, I heard that Mulan, it is not a musical in this adaptation, and Mushu doesn't exist. That so is disappointing. I was, yeah, I was kind of out from the beginning. Yeah, also, also, because this is a movie podcast, and we probably don't have a whole lot to say about the truth of the climb. Uh, oh, no, that's fair. <laughs> I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. About the changes they made to Mulan. No, do it up. So, apparently, you remember, uh, I think his name's Ping, the commander that trains... The general guy, yeah. Yeah. So, 
apparently they got rid of his character and the romance the romance between him and Mulan because in I believe the exact fr- the phrasing was something along the lines of in a t- in the Me Too era and in the current climate we believe that having that the a relationship between two people with such a power differential would be inappropriate. Okay, so first of all, just the existence doesn't make it inappropriate. Yeah, like well, allow me to explain why I'm irritated by it. One, the relationship doesn't start until, like, the end of the movie, basically. That, well, okay, he's crushing on her the whole time. Is he? I she is crushing I'm... on him the entire time, but I feel like he actually dislikes her... Most of the time, because he thinks that she's a bad warrior, because he doesn't know that she's not. She's a woman. I I haven't seen the movie in a long time, so that's that could check out. I thought that was kind of a mutual thing, and he might be a well. That's actually that's actually something that another thing that was put forward is that people are upset that they're taking out what is uh, arguably one of. Walt Disney's only bisexual characters in one of their older movies. But I... Maybe it's just me and sort of a level of naivete, but I was under the impression that he was just admiring, like, the development of one of his soldiers into basically being a leader and, like, going from being the bottom of the... bottom of the class to being the leader and, like, the top of the class... And never even thought of it as, like, him crushing on one of his soldiers. He he probably really wasn't, but I don't know. That's just how I've always... I didn't realize that this was an actual thing, like, people thought. That was just kind of my, like, dumbass take on it. And now, apparently, it's been adopted and people are mad about it. But I'd like to point out why this makes the least amount of sense. Is because... There's nothing wrong with having a crush on your coworkers if you don't, um, like, people with a power differential if the relationship doesn't develop. And by the time the relationship does develop, she is a literal war hero that has saved the entirety of China and has been awarded, uh, and has been basically awarded the highest honors by the fucking emperor. And yet, there's discussion of there being a fucking power differential. <laughs> you know where the power differential is? Between her and the fucking captain. Because she is one of the most important people in all of fucking China now. That's true. That's that's true. I just... Eddie Murphy's still alive, and I wish they would have had Mushu. I know you're... Are, are you done? I don't... I don't yeah, no, that was... That was ranting about Mushu. But yeah, I no. agree with you... And I don't understand why they're, like, trying to make it so serious. Or what... Like, I I could get cutting the songs. And maybe they're just, like, real hesitant after Aladdin was, like, kind of poop. But I, 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 I don't know. Everything I've heard about the movie has made me lose interest. Well, Aladdin did one. make a billion dollars. I mean, yeah... It made the money, which I guess is all they care about, but yeah, people still I've, criticize Did you watch heavily. any of those fucking Star Wars movies? It's clearly all they care about. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, but the... We don't need to get into another Star Wars rant about Disney. But the... 
I always liked the when people first announced that there was going to be a Mulan, uh, there was going to be a Mulan live action movie. <laughs> there was the running joke on the internet that people wanted the Eddie Murphy to still be Mushu, but not like the voice of Mushu, like Eddie Murphy dressed up in a dragon costume. <laughs> I have, I did not see that, but. Like like a like a Wilfred type deal. Yes, I would have lost. I would I would have been there. It would have got me to the theater. It would have been it's... so out of place, but I would have laughed every time his character <laughs> showed up. And they, like, yeah, because they, they couldn't acknowledge it then. No, because at least like because uh, when I compared it to Wilfred, a part of that you know is him being like, "Why do I see you as a dog?" But I think yeah, if they just left it, it's just Eddie Murphy. I, w- I would have loved that. That would have been the best creative decision they could have made, and this is also why I'm not in charge of anything close to that. This is why I'm not allowed to make these kinds of decisions. It's like that one... Oh, shit. I forget if it was an actual bill or someone just ranting on the internet about something dumb, but they didn't want children to like be in movies because it violates child labor laws and so i mean it doesn't actually but like in so, some weird construction of it you could make that argument if you're a crazy person yes and someone's just like yeah then we just have like actors like really well-known actors just like playing little children <laughs> i think they were like they made some comparison of like hugh jackman playing like a little girl <laughs> and i i would have loved that i would like if some legislation was passed that like you couldn't use animal actors anymore so <laughs> For like two years, all the animals are just people in costumes. That would be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. It'd be a great two years of cinema, let me tell you that. The, um, I remember, uh, what was the, oh, I just sort of blanked on it. The, oh, you gotta give, give me hints. Okay, so we were talking about the, the child actors, the and then people dressing up as it. Hugh Jackman playing a little, a little girl. Yeah. Um, I, he's, I lost. He's it. got the range. He's got the range to do it. Don't. We talked about this last week. We did talk about this. He <laughs> has the skills to pay the bills. I, I I don't know what you're going for though. I I don't know. I can't I can't remember what I was gonna say about this. I just blanked <laughs> once you mentioned the idea of people in every movie dressing up as small children oh i remember so in uh south park i'm not sure if it's still a thing but for the longest time if people were like famous actors wanted to do a voice on south park they made it so that they were doing the voices of animals so famously george clooney voiced stan's dog in an episode in the first season (laughs) that's i didn't know they did that That was great yep That was uh, that was actually the final question of trivia once. Uh, oh uh, we yeah, in yeah. I forgot about that. So I did know that. I just did not retain it. But I think you were the South Park go-to guy. There were like three or four final questions about South Park. Uh, we... Oh no, that was that was my that was the week that I, it was my favorite week of final questions ever. Because the first one was Talladega Nights, and then the other one was South Park. 
the that's we we're gonna get into this Will Ferrell. Uh, what's his nuts? What's what's oh, Dewey Cox's Riley. real name? Yeah, that debate. And John C. Riley has surprising amount of range. He does. That is true. He he's a he he's a real uh, success story, I think, because the man looks like that and has hair like that. But he's a pretty solid, like he's a famous actor. Like he did it. Yeah, he is incredibly successful. He and shows I... that he shows that not all ugly people have to go to <laughs> DC. Is, is that a stereotype? What? Have you never heard that a DC is Hollywood for ugly people? Oh, uh, you mean like the city DC? I thought you meant like DC Comics. And oh like, no, ben, no, Ben Affleck might be a weird actor, but he's a pretty good-looking dude. And I forgot Wonder Woman's name. Gal Gadot. Yeah. She is fucking gorgeous. Oh, I just remember I had a conversation with uh, my friend Tim over the weekend. Who do you think is better looking, Gal Gadot or Scarlett Johansson? Whew, I don't know. I think. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gal only because I feel like Scarlett Johansson is like referenced too much as the most attractive woman ever, and she's like good looking. Don't get me wrong, but I don't you want to bring her down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> so and she's definitely listening. So Gaia. Can you fucking imagine if she was our only listener? <laughs> the one listener we have. Just, and we just lost... Ah, oh shit, we lost her, though. It's, she's gone. Oh, what is this even about anymore? I don't... What's, oh, what's your answer to the question before we get back into the... Don't I, yeah, I think that's. I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't really... I feel like I don't like have a very super clear image of what she looks like, though, because I've just seen her in, like, the Wonder Woman and... Uh, Batman, Batman, whatever. I actually don't think I've seen her play anything that wasn't, like, Wonder Woman. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like Scarlett Johansson has just been, like, around forever. So that's another reason I'm going to go the other way. And I was setting up this segue, which isn't going to be a good one, but we were talking about John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, and they're, like, a comedy duo, and let's talk about... Oh, wait, we got to talk about the one thing first. I was going to say, like, let's talk about The Climb, because apparently these two guys... Who I couldn't even fucking name, are the new in the comedy duo says the trailer. But uh, let's put a pin in that segue and we'll talk about the hunt. Yeah. So if we're gonna get started on the hunt, uh, I I actually thoroughly enjoyed the hunt. Really? Uh, it was yeah. It was it was an obvious satirical. Uh, it was written very over the top and satirical. All the characters were essentially stereotypes, uh, and it was fairly entertaining because of it. And they sort of played on those stereotypes. Like at one point, uh, one of the 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 reason why they're gathered up is because the these are all people that tweeted out and sort of met and made online posts about how the it's a bad thing that uh like accusing the rich wealthy liberal people of actually going around and hunting uh hunting uh poor uh sort of redneck 
Republicans, the deplorables, as it were. And so they... What they end up doing is they actually hadn't done it before, and then they start doing it with the people that were making these comments about them. Oh, okay. And so they didn't just... The, the, the people that tweeted didn't just, like, nail it, and then this was revenge. This was like, a, okay, well, if they say we're doing it, let's just do it type deal. Because what ended up happening is one of the people got hacked, and so all of the this text chain where they made a joke about it happened... And so they decided, well, if these people think this is actually happening, let's go ahead and do it and fuck them up. Okay. And and so that's something that isn't revealed until later, but it's not super important. It's I. This essentially serves as more of a comedy, as I see it. Like I said, it's a satirical take. Like one of the people played by Ethan Suppley. Uh, best known for his work in uh, American History X and My Name is Earl. He, uh, he is a podcast host who talks about how uh, the, li- the liberal elites are working against us. Basically sort of um, a play on Alex Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. And, and so he, at one point, they get onto a, a train car to sort of escape the the area that they're being hunted and <laughs> he accuses this group of refugees of being crisis actors and then it turns out that one of them actually is an actor that isn't a refugee <laughs> and so it's, it just has jokes like that throughout where it's like sort of it, it's sort of plays on expectations effectively and amusing things like that. Uh, it also does a great job of sort of catching you off guard and telling you that anything can happen in the very beginning, because it kills off like, uh, ha- like five or six of the characters in the first ten minutes of the movie. Oh shit! And it didn't seem like the cast was that big. Well, yeah, no. The uh, I mean, the only people you see, uh, I mean, technically you see the early people on there, but the only people you see are. The eight or so people that are doing the hunting, the 12 or so people that are being hunted, and then there's some extras here and there. Gotcha. Like the gas station, Ma and Pa or whatever. They were in the trailer, I, yeah. I believe. Stuff like that, yeah. But they they essentially just decide... And just the comments that they make throughout about how, like... Immediately after just murdering three people, they make comments about how you're not supp- you're not supposed to refer to them as the blacks because it's racist. And so it's it, it like very much is the like a satire of the times, but yes. extre- like super extreme. Yeah, and then they have like the uh, they have I. <laughs> The, the, one of the characters that makes it sort of the longest is also this, like, old grandpa that's kind of a, that looks like a veteran that's making comments about how they're gonna blow the lid off this thing, and at one point he says, you and me are gonna be on Hannity. (laughs) 
So it's it's very like it's very in your face, like oh it's over the top, very amusing. And if you like are up to date on the sort of like very hyper political lingo that's going on, it's I I just found it to be hysterical. I don't know if anyone else found it to be as funny as I did, but I thought that sort of the the irony that was just dripping throughout the movie was spectacular. So I guess my... where I thought we were we were getting another kind of dumb cheesy thriller horror esque movie with a little bit of satire. It turns out that this may have just been kind of a full blown satirical comedy. It is like almost entirely satirical comedy. There are parts of action in it. But it's not a heavy aspect of it. Like, I mean, is it ever, like, super, like, tense? Or are you pretty much just, like, once you're there and you have the, you know, the, the, the funnies going on, you're, you're a little more relaxed and, like, you don't really, you're not that invested. There's a couple of times where it's tense, but that's the extent of it. Yeah, okay. See, I thought that would just kind of be the whole movie with a little bit of jokes and, and satire sprinkled in, but it seems to be the opposite of that then. Yeah, no, there's like three or four times where like it's actually like the, sh- the shit's going down and it's kind of tense and you're not really sure what's going to happen. Like very mo- much more like thriller action-y kind of thing. Yeah. That's, I, I don't know, I, I didn't expect it, but it's nice to... I think we said... I, I was less optimistic about this one last week, so it's nice to see that it was, uh, I mean, different than I expected, at least. Yeah, but th- this is also, I will admit, this is the sort of, this is my sort of humor, where it's just, like, over-the-top, like, joke, where it's jokes where you take a normal, something normal and just sort of ratchet it up to 11, in order to make it sort of, uh, ironic kind of joke, as opposed to being more just subtle ver like verbal jokes that you would normally get in a comedy uh granted i enjoy those too but this this is the sort of these are the sort of jokes that i would make more regularly uh and just play it off with a straight face and so that's that's why i found it to be so entertaining oh shit speaking of which did i ever tell you about i saw i watched the art of self-defense did we talk about this you did you did not tell me about this. I loved that movie. That was one of the... and It was it was definitely one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, I was... I was in the movie theater, and I was... I think I may have been the only person that was laughing hysterically, like, five, every five <laughs> or ten minutes. It was so funny. I lost my mind at the at the end like they get you about like how the master like killed a guy by putting his finger through his head and then at the end he's like i killed him by putting my and you're like oh my god like that i that i fucking lost it at that and it everybody's delivery and that was so perfect i i the deadpan nature of it oh yeah it was it was amazing i i think I, that my favorite my favorite part was definitely the very the like super serious delivery of the fact that unfortunately you're going to have to have uh the only woman that works out with us be the one that gives you the uh post workout massage because you're the odd number and unfortunately she as a woman has weaker <laughs> hands and can't give you the most sufficient massage but 
this is what this is this will have to do for now. It it was that, and also like when the guy from the gun store kept calling him. I, I I I don't like I don't remember the exact quotes, but I remember just like I was laughing. It was so funny. Uh, that was that was a great movie, and I am. If you hadn't told me about that, I would have never known about it. Where did you end up watching it? Uh, I think it's on Amazon or Hulu, or it's on one of those two. Yeah, I fucking adored that movie. It was, it, I was so surprised by it, but it was one of those things where I happened, it was right when I first started using that AMZ A-list, and so I was really trying to get my money's worth, and the, uh, and what is it, the, <laughs> I just so happened to have seen a, like, one of those lists about the best movies of the year so far, and it was, that one was like number three on it. And I'm like, are you serious about this? This movie doesn't look like it's going to be that great. And then I showed up to watch it and I just loved it. Yeah, it was, the only bad thing I would say about it is like, I don't know if they were trying to have that big of a twist with like night school or whatever. But as soon as they're like night classes, I was like, oh, so these are the people that beat them up. Yeah. So like it was. Well, I I don't I think it's trying to be it's not trying to be a super big twist, but like the fact that they're super opposed to guns, and early on in the movie they drive by and they say, "Do you have a gun?" Yeah. Like the, I think it's it's very much like it's it's supposed to be something that's sort of on the nose. I think. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it didn't. It didn't seem like like all the other qualities about the movie made me think that it wasn't going for like big shocking twists there, but it was very not even kind of hidden. And then the, the one I was like when when he sees the dude that hung himself and just like shrugs it off. <laughs> it was it, I, that was a, that was a good movie. That's a good recommendation if you haven't seen it. Not you, obviously. Which is is probably most people. Yeah, go check it out. For sure. Alright, sorry for derailing us there. Um, Do you want... I'm I'm so glad that someone watched it so I could have the conversation (laughs) about it. So good. It really really is. Like, I want to show it to Kate, but I'm getting enough time for me to, like, have it be new again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but do you want to say anything else about The Hunt? No, I just want to say that I really enjoyed it, and uh, everyone, all the actors did a sufficient job. Oh, I did want to say that, uh, oh, Glenn Howerton, his character was probably my favorite, because he was the only one that was like, (laughs) he was the character that basically played it as the, like, rich elite that was calling everyone on their bullshit. (laughs) I guess my my only concern, well, not concern, but how was he, like, have you watched a lot of Always Sunny? I've seen a few episodes here and there. Was he just kind of the same character? Essentially, he doesn't have a whole lot of lines. Uh, Like, no one really gets a lot of screen time except for the main woman who's the main character. Uh, Everyone else really just gets, like, five to ten minutes. But he's just, like, making fun of another rich person who got a girl pregnant while on a, on a community service trip uh, down to Central America. And so it's like he's just fucking with people. Basically, he is doing the Dennis 
routine, uh, and everyone else is, like, upset with him for not taking it seriously, but he's the only one that's got, like, the, the perspective of, like, yeah, we aren't, we aren't the good guys, but I don't give a shit. He's, like, the, he's just embraced the debauchery. Okay, yeah, that's, that sounds about right, because I, I, I really like him. I love him in Always Sunny. I watched uh, AP Bio, which is, like, he's an AP Bio teacher. And yeah. it's he plays the same character, but it's pretty good. Like I think he's just he really found his like niche, and I'm glad to see him doing a little more like big screen work. Yeah, I'm not sure if it'll lead to much, just because it's pretty much just a smaller sample of the same thing. But well, yeah, you know, I mean, he the, always sunny. He's one of the creators slash producers, and that has like 14 seasons. So I think he's not like yeah. hurting for it. No, I think he's probably. Uh... Probably knows what he's doing. But uh, okay. If you're, if you've got no more on the hunt. Let's uh, let's. Well, I guess we don't have a whole lot to say about these. But I was gonna say we're actually filling some time here, even though there's no movies that exist. So let's go on to uh, the climb or the truth. The climb. Let's go with the climb. All right. So remember that segue I said earlier, and just pretend it is now, and we'll talk about the climb, which is the story of. Pretty much just the friendship of two guys, and I gotta say, when you texted me about the movies we were we were gonna watch, and like you started with the Rosemary's Baby thing, which wasn't even a real movie. We covered that bef- not on here, but you'll have to die wondering if you're listening to this right now. And then I did, I didn't expect the other two movies that we're actually gonna talk about to be like so goddamn indie. These are... Oh, it's painfully indie. It's the only ones that'll get any screen time. It is... Yeah, it was absurdly... Like, I got, like, two seconds into this trailer, and I was like, whoa, this is what's coming out? Like, this is... This is how far uh, we've fallen? That being said, I think I'll love this movie, and I want to see it. It I... Yeah, no, it doesn't... It doesn't... Like, there's not a whole lot to be said about this movie. I think that the relationship between the two main characters is probably the most important thing in it. Yeah. Uh, and they reveal in the trailer fairly early on that uh, one of the friends uh, had sex with the other friend's wife or fiancé. And that is... And they base, the rest of the movie, I believe, is just sort of working through that. Yeah, I think it, like, not... progresses for a while. Like, it's not, you know, the immediate follow-up. It's, like, a number of years. Um, but and it's apparently based on the, like, kind of sort of real-life stories of the, the two main guys are the ones who wrote it. So it's it's based a little bit on their real life. Um, and I don't know. Like, I don't know how you'll feel about this movie because it is kind of just a movie about nothing. You know, there's no, like... There's, there's... Yeah, but when it's when it's a comedy, it's a lot easier for that to be sort of the thing. That's true. That it's because the like because it's not about nothing. It's about the relationship between the two characters, and the two characters seem to be relatively charming. Yeah. So I'm not sure that I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm I'm more tepid on it than I think you are, understandably. But the I think that it will be good. I think it will be funny. Um, yeah, I think I think Vaughn. it'll just be a very genuine, charming. I don't think it's gonna be hilarious, like side splitting or anything, but it'll be a nice little life reflective type movie, and you know, like this is exactly the kind of movie I love. So I, 
I think I will enjoy it. I'm not saying that means it's going to be fantastic, though. I think that it'll be above average, but I don't think it's going to be something that I would really care to watch more than once. I think I'd enjoy watching it the once and then sort of be done with it. Uh, but I still think that it's it's going to be a good movie. And this is a hint. Maybe, maybe good old Corona's doing me a solid here because I definitely never would have heard about this movie otherwise. We'd be talking about The Quiet Place right now. And I'd have no idea that the climb existed. Uh, that is correct. I don't know, we may have still discussed the climb and the truth. Because the, they're the only other ones that are coming out this weekend that were scheduled, I think. Oh, okay. There's no only one to compete with Quiet Place 2. Really? Do you think that's going to be that big of a, like a blockbuster hit like a titan first one made like uh, over a hundred million dollars yeah but that was when it had a cool premise and everyone didn't know it sucked that didn't suck it just wasn't great it didn't that was a great movie what the fuck are you talking about it didn't live up to the hype the monsters were very generic the maybe seeing it in theaters was different with like the silence i get that but the monsters were very generic and you're telling me after like three years or whatever the hell it was no one figured out that high frequency noises fuck these things up. Not it one was person. Two months. Oh, was it two? It's still two months. And no one's been like, "Hey, let's shoot the things that only hear stuff with a bunch of sound." I'm not about it. I I just I. I mean, I I understand the criticism, but the thing is, like, even if you do shoot a like hit them with the high frequency, you do also still have to kill them. And they're incredibly heavily armored bodies. Yeah, but like our military, any world military would have been kind of on that. Like they weren't, they weren't super indestructible. I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't love it. I, I thought the premise was really cool, and I really wanted it to be a lot more than it was. I guess. That's that's my problem with the Quiet Place. We're just gonna have to dis- uh, agree to disagree. On we this we can expand upon this conversation next week, two weeks from now, when the quiet place. I think it's been pushed to May. Oh boy. Whew. All right. Well, well, we will continue this conversation then for sure because I will I will gather my thoughts and come back with evidence. But I just I don't or maybe I'll watch it again and change my mind. Who knows? But we'll we'll put a pen in this one, and we can talk about the truth. Because that's what we got. That's what we got going on. And I gotta say, I have no idea what this movie's about. I didn't feel like reading all the subtitles. It looks kind of quaint and indie as fuck. This is uh, this is so indie. It hurts. <laughs> and it, I just don't care. So the story is basically about a daughter confronts her mother, who wrote a memoir. That is basically full of lies about her child, about the daughter's childhood, and she's confronting her about it, and it's like basically saying that it makes her out to be a better mother than she actually was. I think is the thought process, but I, I just don't really care about this movie. An entire movie about. A mother and daughter arguing, an adult mother and adult daughter arguing about how the adult mother was a bad parent is not something I especially give a shit about. 
No, I I definitely agree with you. I mean, I especially I, because it's also all in French. Well, I thought it was Italian, but all right, never mind. I fucked up. I I think it's French. I sure. I don't. I I'm not saying I'm right. I don't think I'm right. I'm sure you're right. I also don't care. I agree with you. Uh, it just seems like kind of a boring premise now that I've learned what it is. And all that aside, like, I I don't know. I'm sure it'll be kind of like a. It'll be like a. It'll be a good movie to watch like on a rainy Sunday if you spoke French. But to me, I don't care at all. Like it's. I'm. I I don't think it's necessarily gonna be bad because I don't care. But I just don't care. And, well, I, I'm not gonna go so far as to say like the subtitles are a huge hindrance because I really enjoyed Parasite and Inglorious Bastards and plenty of other movies that have a lot of subtitles. But this one, I just the premise, the plot, it just doesn't seem super exciting to me or really attention grabbing. Yeah, like I don't want to read subtitles about something I'm not super invested in. You know, it's like reading a book you don't care about. Yeah. So, I, well, also, Ethan Hawke has been doing all kinds of indie nonsense outside of... He was in Boyhood, wasn't he? Yeah, which took 17 years to film or whatever. Which, I think it was 12, but yeah. Oh, do they not use... Because it goes all the way till he goes to college. I've seen the movie. I just... I don't know if it it's... It does? Just, I did not know that. Yeah, it's like him from... It might Maybe it's 5 to 18 now. I don't remember where it starts. Neither do I. I never saw it because that was one of the... It's a coming-of-age movie that, while it's interesting that it's told in real time, uh, it still is something like the story... I just don't like coming-of-age stories. Let me tell you, I do like coming-of-age stories, and that movie was boring as shit because I, they devoted like all their time to be like, this is filmed over his real life, and here's real events that are happening. But that translates to, like... It's like just, like, watching your neighbor for, like, 15 years or whatever. Like, it's boring as hell. Like, there's just some kid from the suburbs with Ethan Hawke as his dad, and you're expected to, like... Like, I, I, I get that in most coming-of-age stories, like, nothing happens, but in this, like, extra nothing happened. So, don't don't watch it. It wasn't great, despite its nominations. Yeah. My my immediate thoughts of Nothing Happens goes to Lady Bird, which is a movie that I turned off after, like, an hour because I just stopped giving a shit. I don't think I've even heard of Lady Bird. That, actually, it has a Swarasi something or other. She was the one that was nominated for an Oscar in for Little Women. Great in Little Women. She was in... Uh, Lady, she was in a book and a movie about just some teenager in Sacramento, California, whose dad loses his job and she's just kind of going through life as in high school. And I just, I just super didn't care about her. That's fair. That sounds boring. But it was nominated for an Oscar, and a few of my other friends really enjoyed it. But. Huh. All right, well. It's on Amazon, or at least it was, if you want to watch it. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get into that. Do we want to talk about here what our plans for the future are, or do we want to do that off off behind the scenes? Uh, well, we need to actually put the make it a little more concrete before we do that. All right, so we'll get back to that next week with a full plan and some stuff. Uh, you want to go ahead and hit us with a wrap-up? 
Yeah, so uh, just uh, heads up, my other podcast, uh, Fade the Public, which is normally a sports gambling podcast, is basically just going to be a current events podcast until further notice because of this coronavirus. Marble uh, runs, Marbula one, Marble stuff. Oh, we could do we could do Marble Olympics. You won't do Fade the Public on Jell's Marble Run. I am nine hundred percent sure that I will not. <laughs> Damn. Well, there's no gambling associated with it. Yeah, they all have like teams. Uh, like it's not like beforehand though. Yeah. If, when the Olympics comes out, you could legitimately do it on that. <laughs> I I really hope that we're not stuck discussing the Marble Olympics come May. <laughs> Who knows? All right, sorry, I interrupted you. Keep going. And then uh, we, I believe that my other podcast, we're actually going to start releasing episodes, and we actually decided to go with the most recent episode, which we did about the coronavirus, so that it's the most up-to-date information, and we don't release it in six weeks with all this delayed information about it. Um, and that's got discussions of things like healthcare and globalization and stuff like that. All that good stuff. Also, I realized I said do a wrap up, and you did your plugs. Yes. <laughs> so the the uh, that was that was intentional because wrap up. I'm going to say uh, just a reminder. Hunt uh, was ready for the red carpet, and so was the climb. Whereas uh, we're gonna say that the truth is trailer trash. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know. It'll probably land among the artsy crowd, but I have no idea how to like gauge it ever because it's not going to do a whole lot like as far as numbers in the box office, and I don't want to see it, and I know you don't want to see it, so we'll we'll never know. But let's just put it in trailers trash. Be safe. Call it a day because our rankings here yeah. are very prestigious. Exactly. I can't even remember what any of them are up to this date. And maybe that's what we'll use the Twitter for. You can follow us on Twitter at RCTT Podcast. Uh, we'll put our rankings there. Maybe, probably not. All right. We don't. We don't <laughs> want to give it away. We could just. We could tease what movies we'll be discussing for the zero listeners we have. I think I did that. Tw- yeah, zero. Now we lost her. Goddamn. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>